We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back with another episode of Cats Coverage on the Field of 68 Network. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Michael Epps, and uh, I'm Trace, and we're doing this thing a little bit differently this time. Normally, we're here in the Cats Coverage headquarters just uh, with our setup that we got going on with all the lights and the cameras, but this time we're doing it on Zoom. Uh, Michael's running from game to game. He just fresh off the women's game, fresh off the football press conference with the coaches and the players, and now hopping on this, and then right after this, he's going to get on his TV show. So Michael's a man of many hats, and uh, we're grateful to have him on here. Michael, how are you doing tonight, man? Good, man. Busy, busy time. When the uh, when we get this overlap of football and basketball, it's it's a grind, but it's fun, man. We got Bama week here in football. Let's hope, uh, let's hope the Cats don't get obliterated. But uh, I think there's a chance that it could be a good game, really, if, like, if they can contain Milrow. And then I mean, I mean, you need Ray Davis to go off. So everybody watching, check out that uh, check out the football podcast on on catscoverage.com. Uh, they do some great stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about um, as we've been talking about Trace, just the the Champions Classic. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I think we learned a lot about this team through those first two exhibition games and then season opener uh, Monday night. Yeah. Um... It's good to finally add up some of these wins onto the record now instead of just getting past all this preseason and these um, exhibitions and just trying to see what we can roll it out to the floor. Now we finally say, you know, we're one to know, you know, as we expect it to be. But you can finally start saying the regular season is here. We're past all that preseason stuff that just kind of gets you ready. It kind of teases you a little bit for the season. And uh, things are rolling now. So let's jump right into it. So Kentucky hosted New Mexico State in Rep Arena um, last night on a Monday night, which kind of threw things off because we normally record on Monday nights. But, you know, the, the people that we are, we make it work. So Kentucky, um, there's a lot to take away from this game. Um, you know, the overall takeaway is this. They won by 40. Um, they got the offense is just high scoring. And it became like a big blowout at the end, as it should have. And um, there's a lot to take away, a lot of excitement from individual games and as a collective. Um, what, what's some of your takeaways? Who stood out to you from game one? Yeah, it was interesting, obviously. So you get five players scoring in double figures, just like that second exhibition game against against Kentucky State. That's huge. So you, you look at the balance, that's pretty good. I think the style of play that this team is playing with right now is entertaining. They're running, 
right? They're, they're getting up and down quick. And uh, New Mexico State's coach was just being like, this team in transition is unbelievable. You know, that's what he said after the game. So it's fun. And I wonder how much the game's going to slow down when the bigs get back. Um, you know, I, I think I asked DJ Wagner that after the game, just, you know, he's one of the guys that's running with Rob and Reed. And it's like when you get a seven footer in there, you know, they're hopefully going to be able to run the floor as well as Trey Mitchell does, but will it slow down? And they're just like, well, we hope not. We want to just keep running and keep doing this. So I think this, this style of play is interesting. Uh, they Calipari talks about this random basketball where they're just, you got five players on the floor that can dribble, pass and shoot. Right. And so if all five can do all of those things, there aren't that many weaknesses, which means that they can just play free and just go out there and ball. And that, is a recipe for enjoyable basketball to watch. And uh, we saw that, especially in the second half when they kind of wore New Mexico State down. Yeah, that second half, like you said, it was a, a fast-paced game. Uh, I believe, if I'm correct, the second half was a 49-17 to 17, uh, outscoring New Mexico State. So New Mexico scored, I believe, yeah, 46 the entire game. Kentucky scored 49 in the second half. And so – um, things they got they got points up on the board quick, and that's exciting to see. And we saw them do it against some of their other exhibitions. I think it was the Georgetown College game, if I'm not mistaken. I actually know it was New Mexico State. They led by, or, I'm sorry, it was it was Kentucky State. They led by 50 at one point. So it's good to see. I know it's inferior competition, but they can get up a lot of points. And you, I, I put out something uh, the other night of you normally don't see teams reach this many points scored in a game till you know well into the season, well until the time they've got they've gotten a lot of time to play with each other, a lot of opponents to go against. I think those summer exhibitions um, and getting to campus in Jan uh, June just helped this team get things rolling quickly and to figure out what this rotation is going to be. They've known for a while that the three big guys are going to be out. It didn't just happen yesterday. It's been going on for weeks and weeks, so they got to practice and, and plan accordingly to that. And so uh, I think I don't think it will slow down a whole lot when they join. I mean, it's going to be a little different, but we've got so many options at guard that like they're all fast paced. They're all dogs. They're all guys that can go out and get their own bucket on, on any night. And I do think they'll just it might be just a little bit of adjustment down the post. But I think the guard play is going to be just as quick as can be, because if not, they're going to switch them out. I know Cal was big last year when get the team to get 80 points a game. I'm sure he'll, you know, modern basketball is going to want this team to do that as well. Um, what other thing that excited me is Rob Dillingham. He came off the bench and had 17 points, which I believe led the team. Um, he, you know, they were kind of concerned about him when he got here that how would he fit into just buying into a team role rather than just getting all my shots and showing off for the entire game. And he's managed that great. I mean, he looks just fine going out there and sharing the ball and still getting his. I know Cal said he has uh, he had some wild shots as we expected of him, but I think he said, I'm going to let him have one or two a game, but just not five or six, then I'm going to pull him. So the one or two a game, I saw, you know, he added some between the legs extra, some reverse, uh, what do they call finger, like um, I forget what they call it. the reverse layups. Just look, is way out of control, but they still go in because he's practiced that. That's just kind of all he's played. Um, so it's exciting to see that he can manage his role coming off the bench. He's not complaining about starting. Uh, and can provide a boost off that bench. Along with Reed Shepard, Jordan Burks, that's a pretty good trio to come off the bench and just get things going for you. Yeah, and that was the main message from Cal when talking about Rob in the, on the, in the media day press conference, was he was like, coming off the bench, you know, that might be bad at some other places. It's not bad at Kentucky because you had Devin Booker come off the bench and Tyler Hero, and it's like, and Shea Gilgis yeah. Alexander, it's like, 
you know, it, coming off the bench is not a bad thing. And clearly this program has success of putting guards in the NBA, even after coming off the bench. So I think that has made it easier for him to buy into that role. And uh, I think Cal giving him a little bit of freedom is good that, yeah, you, you took it right out of my mouth. The, the, the quote that Cal gave, it's like, it can't be five or six. And I, I saw closely one of those bad shots. He like Rob just took it up. He was on the right wing uh, second half and he just chucks it. I mean, he just chucks the three and it's like, that's a bad shot. And, but they got lucky. Uh, it went off uh, Aggie's player. They kept the ball. And I looked over at Cal. I got a shot of it. And Cal was like, hey, come on. But he wasn't mad, right? I mean, it, you, you can't yell at these guys yet, especially freshmen. You got to keep them engaged, right? Keep everything positive. And so he's taking an interesting approach of like just kind of being happy, you know, just being like, hey, come on. You don't need to do that. But he's not yelling at him, which, you know, you, you look at like the contrast and sidelines. If anybody was at that game, like anybody from the top, top seats in Rupp Arena, you could hear that New Mexico State coach just yelling and yelling all game. He was cussing at his guys. And it's like that that's not really like a style of coaching that works anymore. I mean, especially not with these like Gen Zers that are just they're not going to they're going to tune you out. And so. Uh, I think Cal's taking a good approach with this team. It's just going to be interesting to see how they do in like big moments in big games, which is what we're going to see here soon. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And kind of going off that point uh, of years of the last at least three seasons of just criticism, and everybody's been hard on Cal, and so have I because of the success that they've had here has not been what it should be. And a lot of that, in my opinion, there's a lot of angles you could take out this, but in my opinion, he just hasn't been adjusting to modern basketball, you know, kind of like you're going, you've got to adapt. Same as you can't just yell at these kids anymore. They don't respond that way anymore. But Nick Saban has his whole theory about that too, about how he changed because he was sitting there yelling at the player as he's done for 20 years and they don't respond to that anymore. At some time, what you were doing 20 years ago, 15 years ago, and it was very successful may not work. You know, it doesn't work forever. At some point it does quits working for you and like bob knight of bob knight too rest in peace like uh, the same way and so uh you've got to adjust with the times and if something is not working like it used to you've got to figure out what works now saying we could get into many different examples like the transfer portal portal nil all of college basketball is different now so we saw a lot of the greats get out and cal stayed um, and so I, I can tell you how many games i stayed after i rubbed just talking with some other media people there about man, is he going to adjust or is he going to get left behind? You know, he wasn't one of the ones that bounced when the college basketball drastically changed. He stayed. If you stayed, you probably needed to adjust or you're going to just be the one that stays and fell. And I just, I, man, I probably about the end of the middle of 
the 2021 season, somewhere next to the 2022 season, I, I didn't know if he was going to change here. I really did not. And my point that I'm getting to is I've, I've criticized him for about three seasons, and I, we've already seen him now. I know it's a small sample of size, but he's just, he's changed a bunch this year. He's He went back and got to his core group that he's good with, some true dogs, guys that can go get their own bucket by themselves, and he's mixed it in a little bit of talking them into being a buying in as a team as he's always been good with his recruits. And now we're seeing a high-scoring offense. We're seeing five out. I mean, with Trey Mitchell, I know I could get into that. That fell in our lap. But, you know, they were playing a five-out offense uh, some pick and pop with Trey Mitchell, he can shoot a three, and that just transforms your offense. You have five guys that can shoot three-pointers, that can take it to the basket. Uh, the randomness offenses to wrap this all back into each other is this is a new offense that we've not seen at Kentucky in quite some time, and I, I, I've, I've got to give this early credit to Cal for adjusting with the times. Um, if we're going to criticize him, we got to give him some credit, and I just I hope to see the good vibes that are going on right now. I know it's early. I hope they keep going. Yeah, I agree. And like, I I don't think it's as much him like finally coming to the realization. I think he knew. It's just he also knew that he had Oscar Shibway, right, who you just like can't play that way with. But he gave Oscar props in that postgame press conference after New Mexico State. Just like that's a generational rebounder, like a guy that like you might never see do what he did again. So you have to play to him, too. But like this style of play is just better. It's just better at this stage and in, in the game of basketball. And um, it's going to translate. I, I think the offense, we knew it was going to work no matter what. I've been impressed with the defense so far. You brought up Reed Shepard um, to have three guys that can really like guard the ball, like solid perimeter defenders with DJ Rob and now Reed seeing, I mean, and we kind of saw it over the summer in the global jam he was like blocking a couple like three point shots or like blocking some shots. And we were like, who's this guy? Like this, you know, like shorter white guy. It's like, he can't jump like that, but he like, he actually has pretty impressive athleticism and quickness. And he's got a great feel for the game. I told you uh, in our earlier pods that I watched him at North Laurel um, last year, his senior year, when he was going up against Travis Perry in Lyon County, like that was an awesome game where we really got to see him just be an absolute baller, right? Scoring. And he, he locked up Travis Perry on a couple of possessions. They were guarding each other and that was fun. So you saw the defense there. Um, and so I think it's obviously going to be a lot different when you're facing some of these best guards in the country. These, these are just, you know, it's New Mexico state and a, a D2 team and the NAIA team, but it's encouraging right now. And, uh, the fa- the foundation's there for him to be a two-way guard, and that's going to earn him more and more minutes. Yeah, and seeing him, my big takeaway from these early games is, yes, Kentucky's supposed to beat him, uh, but the, my positive note is it doesn't have to be a blowout. I know they're inferior op- opponents, but it could be a closed game where they're not beating them by a lot, and then Kentucky fans just overreacting to it, or they could have an upset. I mean – uh, we talked about this before the pod. We've got it. You know, we know you're a big Michigan State guy. We were talking about when we was getting this set up. We had to throw this on you unprepared. But do you have any comments about the? Sorry, man. But do you have any comments about the Michigan State game last night? Uh, Enzo, my guy. I uh, well, we knew that that we knew that fourth ranking was just fraudulent. I mean, like that team. I like the pieces that Izzo brought back. Uh, Tyson Walker's a dog obviously he's one of the best guards in the country the other guys they got to figure it out and the big situation isn't great Maddie Sissoko's okay but I mean 
It's bad. That's a bad loss. It's a hundred percent an awful loss. But that's the good thing about college basketball is it's it's one game, right? I mean, it's not the college football playoff where you're just out of the playoff after a loss like that. So Izzo will figure it out, man. He's Mr. March for a reason. He'll, he'll get those boys ready. But next week when we're in Chicago, they might get smacked by Duke. And uh, I think that the Cats-Kansas game is going to be a, a closer game there in Chicago. We had to, we were, we saw that score and we were like, we can't wait to just throw this on you unplanned, uh, un- ungiven of a heads up. So thanks for taking that one. But uh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so segueing in, Kansas is in a week from tonight. Um, Kentucky plays in the Champions Classic a week from seven days from now. Um, there's going to be a lot to, th- a lot of headlines for that game. Of course, the main one is that we've talked about a couple of times now is Hunter Dickinson. You know, we thought he was a cat, probably should have been. Uh, and he got deterred to go to Kansas, and I think it worked out just fine. I'm I'm not salty about it. Trust me, I would have loved to have him, but I, I like the situation Kentucky's in now. And I one I have to think if we were to get him, there's some guy that we wouldn't have right now. Who knows who that would have been? I don't have all the timeline set up of who was already committed and whatnot, but somebody would not be here now. Maybe two people if he had showed up. So. I've got to I've gotten to see, of course, what it looks the team looks like now without him, and uh, I'm happy. I'm not salty that he's went to Kansas. You know, he can go have his individual success at Kansas, and uh, so it'll be a lot to prepare for for that game in the in Champions Classic. Yeah, and uh, with with Dickinson, I, I do like him, even though you know he did play for Michigan, and I, you know, that was an ugly rivalry there. But he was beaten up on MSU a couple times. But you're right, like they don't have Trey Mitchell if Hunter Dickinson comes here. Trey's just not here. I mean, and maybe Cal doesn't go out and get Big Z. I mean, Zonamir Vicious, that was late, you know. So I and then maybe Ugana Anyenso doesn't come back after entering the transfer portal. Maybe he finds somewhere else to go. So you're right, it's a good point. And but to be honest, like Dickinson's almost like a better version of Oscar, but it's still Oscar. Like you still got to feed him, you know, you got to feed him down low and he can extend, he can shoot threes. He's got a good game and he can pass more than Oscar can, but I really like Trey there, you know, even at the top of the key, you know, it's not just a handoff, you know, he can actually make some passes, which is what you, what you need your big to do. So he can do a little facilitate. They had a nice little pick and roll with Rob um, later. I mean, New Mexico state was just worn down. They, they couldn't defend it. They were giving up on, on back cuts, and Edwards got that dunk. I mean, they they kind of gave up there at the end. But uh, it was a nice pick and roll with Rob and, and Trey, and Trey got a big dunk there right in front of the student section, which was fun. So I think Cats fans should be happy they got Trey. And then once Aaron Bradshaw comes back, then it's like, okay, not you're fine. you know. But a hunter might go put 28 on your head. Uh, next week and you're going to lose in Chicago and then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, but you guys just got to like take a breath. Obviously Kansas is going to be really good. You just got to get Bradshaw back and then you guys are going to be pretty happy. Yeah. And I think the thing about Trey Mitchell, he is such a, he's a threat even at the wing. So like when I I keep saying they're doing a lot of that pick and roll up top, especially with DJ Wagner up top, Trey Mitchell comes up to set the pick and they're rolling off him or one of them shoots or they kick it out to the three. They got so many options. Uh, But with Trey Mitchell, it's like when he sets that pick, you've got to guard him at the three too. with Oscar. It was different. And you had a good point there of Cal even mentioned as well. Oscar was a, 
I wouldn't trade a thing about him, but he limited this offense and he didn't have a good supporting cast anyways. But if he was on this team, this team would be for the worse. And that's a national player of the year. That's hard to say that about, but that's the truth. He limits the players around him because of the way he plays. And I think with Trey Mitchell, he's not the Hunter Dickinson of the team where he's the star of the team. He's the guy that's going to get his reps. It's it's featured around him. Trey Mitchell was a late addition that's taking the, you know, he, he's starting now, but he's going to be taking the backseat when the other guys get healthy, likely, unless he gets moved to the four. But the, the faces of the team are the DJ Wagner's of the world, uh, maybe Rob Dillingham, Justin Edwards, Aaron Burr. Bradshaw when he gets back and so like Trey Mitchell is the grad transfer slash veteran that's okay with the quote backseat when that time comes and he's still in a, a threat on the, when he's playing right now and so it's been great to have him um and just when Bradshaw gets healthy I think this team will change a little bit um do you think it slows him down at all like when completely when you get those guys back or do you think he puts like Trey Mitchell at the four and Bradshaw at the five or which do you have any predictions for that yeah, I thought about that when uh, I was watching the game uh, against New Mexico State. I was like, Trey, you know, Trey's strong, but he he looked a little small down there in that post. And, like, New Mexico State didn't have, like, an overwhelming big either. Like, if you're, if you're going up against, like, Zach Eady or something, it's like, I mean, Trey Mitchell, like, I like him, but there, there's just no shot there. So I think uh, playing Trey at the small ball five is a really nice lineup. And against certain teams, that could be a lineup that you end games with. Uh, but uh, your your best lineup probably isn't isn't there, especially with somebody, another team that's got a good post presence. So I think Trey at the four is going to be your best route moving forward. And then, you know, there are – like this lineup that we're seeing now is a fantastic lineup when you got, you know, like DJ Rob Reed or – Antonio and then you got Edwards at the four and then Trey at the five like that's a really good lineup that can get you through you know a good chunk of the second half while Bradshaw needs a rest right or you bring in Yagana if there's foul trouble something like that so it's good that they're getting a lot of experience with this lineup and then you just you know that you have it but it's it's still not their best I think you got to have obviously one of those seven footers in there just to protect the rim rebound and, and still hopefully be able to run if Bradshaw has, you know, the speed, or even if he's just the trailer, you know, I know he, he's not really going to shoot threes, but if, you know, if they, I think they'll still keep that, that speed of, you know, quick basketball. I don't think they'll slow it down a ton, even when the seven footer gets in, if it's Bradshaw, I don't think Ugana or Zonamir can really like run like that. So it's really probably going to be Bradshaw. And then those other guys are probably just, I, I, I don't see them getting more than like 10 minutes a game. Yeah. Uh, Avish is there a good point on him. Uh, Cal did say that he is, uh, he went through food poisoning. Uh, apparently, apparently he had food poisoning. Who, you know, who knows if that's true or not. It's hard to believe nowadays, but he says he was 10 pounds. I was like, oh, Cal. Uh, come on, Cal. <laughs> but, you know, he so they said he's lost 10 pounds in the last week or so. And I don't think he had much of weight to lose anyways. He was pretty thin. So you hope that that doesn't hold him back a little bit. I mean, if that, if that is true, it would. Uh, he's got to build that back and, and, and then – you know, get, if you're bedridden for a week or so with a food poison, that's going to get you out of conditioning shape that he wasn't already in anyways. Um, he was already having troubles in practice of it being too physical. And I, who knows if that's true, but I hope it's not true. Um, that's just a little tidbit that Cal mentioned in his post game. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm looking to see because, I mean, we already knew that it was kind of a project with him. Um, you know, when he gets in, is he even – I thought he's on the roster. Um, I'm, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a freshman. 
right? So it's like there's no rush to play this guy. And then Yugana is a sophomore. So um, those guys, I mean, Bradshaw is going to try his best to get to the NBA. I don't think either of those other two are even got a shot. So they're they're going to, you know, be patient with that. And, and Bradshaw is going to be your guy. But um, it's, it's interesting. I think, you know, it, it'll be weird to see the team play big, you know, because then they're going to have them. They're going to have a lineup where it's Edwards at the three and Trey at the four and then a seven footer at the five. Um, I, I don't think there's any scenario where two of the three seven footers play at the same time. It's kind of impossible unless Bradshaw's just a knockdown shooter, which isn't going to happen. So I, it'll be, I think that big lineup could be good though with, with Trey at the four and then Bradshaw at the five. Yeah. Speaking of body changes, I do theory. I think we've got to mention what they were showcasing all over the broadcast the other night. I've got it wrote down. It says he grew from six foot five last year and 180 pounds to now six foot eight and 222 pounds. Um, I, I can definitely say I knew last year when he got thrown into the offense, when Kaysen went down and was running point for some games, um, he provided that grit type of player who would just go out there and let's just get knocked down and get the and one and take what happens and draw all these fouls. But I did not predict the success that he well, – I wouldn't say success because it's still early, but he's getting all these reps and he's getting tabbed as that that strong, itty-nitty um, guy that can just go in and get you a bucket and take on anyone, no matter what the size difference is. Now he's growing three inches and, and he's grow, he's got 40 more – 42 more pounds on him. So what about his offseason of just becoming an entire new player? Now Cal's mentioned using him at the four. I know they won't long-term, but for now he's getting used at that three or four range. Um, I did not predict that to even happen. Yeah, I think – I mean, it's it's positionless at this point a little bit, but I think just him being in there is good. There, I will say, though, and I do like him, but mm -hmm. there, was, there were like multiple times in that game where he like tried to rise up and he tried to throw one down or at least like get one at the rim and – kind of got stuffed so I think he's excited about his new body and he's working into that I think there's a little extra confidence and it's good to have confidence I think there's a little extra confidence that I think he can poster some of these guys and he just can't yet so you know not like and then Edwards goes down there and just like yams one down and it's like okay you you can kind of tell where the difference is but Adu still has that I think he, he might need to add a a little bit more finesse because I, I, I there were like multiple times he's trying to yam on someone and he, he kind of got stuffed. So he'll he'll figure that out, but that's not a huge problem because you know if he's not you know he'll come in for a little defense, but I mean Cal's not going to ask a lot of him. We clearly see that Cal's relying on these freshmen. Um, you got you know DJ Rob and Justin Edwards in there like all the time. I mean, two of those three are in basically the whole game. Edwards, I, I don't know if you have the box in front of you. Edwards played a lot of minutes, I feel like. Um, and DJ did too. Uh, second half, Rob played a good amount too. So these guys are getting a lot of minutes, which is good. And, you know, and then Reed gets sprinkled in there. So he's Reed's been giving you great minutes. I mean, he's he's got to get more because him and Antonio, they'll like they'll figure out it's kind of just feel for Cal at this point. But um, it's good to see the freshmen playing as much as I think everyone expected them to play. Yeah, it looks – I got the box right here. It looks like DJ's at 26, almost 27 minutes, and Justin Edwards was 27 and a half minutes. Trey Mitchell was over 35 minutes. Reed was at mm -hmm. 20. So a lot of the guys are playing more than half of the game. Antonio Reeves is 34 minutes. The arrow is 20 minutes. So it looks like they got that six or seven rotation of just playing, playing 20 to 35 minutes. 
Yeah, I would have thought Edwards might have got 30. But that's interesting that he did. It just felt like he was out there a lot. But his presence, he had a good start, and then there were a few mistakes he made later on. Um, so, you know, I think he he also tried to get a couple of women got stuffed. So the, these guys will figure it out. But uh, I like the eagerness and the aggressiveness that they're playing with for sure. And we do need to take a quick break into one of our ads that we're going to put in this video of from Field of 68. So we'll place it right now. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts so download the bet mgm app today all right we are back and we've got i feel inclined to get back right into the um there's a field of 68 rankings this week for the top 20 backcourts by the field of 68 and um i hate to say i'm honestly embarrassed to say that kentucky was not on the top 20 at all and i think that was quite the disgrace uh let's go to the top 20 real quickly we've got number one let's start with number 20 and you pick yourself and everyone listen where you think Kentucky needs to fit in with their backcourt. Number 20, we've got Syracuse. Number 19, we've got Texas. 18, we've got Arizona. Number 17, we've got Florida. Number 16, we've got Arkansas. Number 15, we've got North Carolina. Number 14, we've got Miami. Number 13, we've got FAU. We've got number 12, we've got Baylor. Number 11, we've got USC. And then for the top 10, we've got 10 at Tennessee is number 10. Number nine is Villanova. Number eight is Creighton. Number seven is UConn. I know, Rob, I know you're a UConn homer, so I'm sure you had some influence on that, Rob. Um, six is Texas A&M. Five is Houston. Four is Michigan State. Number three, Kansas. Number two, Duke. And number one, Marquette. Man, Kentucky couldn't tell me Kentucky couldn't find a spot in those top 20 at all. What's going on with yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, uh, they came out with a – it looks like the tweet was from September 14th, so maybe they would have changed it if they saw, you know, some of the, you know, recent stuff. But because um, I think first – I mean, game one, they looked – the Cats' backcourt looked really good. To be honest, I love Michigan State, obviously. That's my alma mater, but I'd take, I'd take DJ and Rob over – Tyson Walker and AJ Hogarth. I mean, I, I think Walker's one of the best guards in the country, but like Hogarth's not that good. So I don't know why like Michigan State is that high. I think Kentucky has to be top 10. Um, uh, I mean, K Kentucky probably has an argument 
I mean, by the end of the year, they're probably going to be top three, right? I mean, once people really see what's going on with with DJ and Rob and you know and Antonio and Reed, but however they define it, if they define the two starters, then you know if it's DJ and you know Antonio, then I still think that's that's got to be one of the ten best backcourts. I mean, Antonio Reed is one of the best shooters in the country. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to, I did not realize this was from September the 14th. This guy shared all my timeline today, so I guess I was under the impression that this was news, brand new. But okay, that does change my opinion a little bit. I think there's more of the unknown factor to be filtered in there. So maybe I do need to backtrack just a little bit. But but to be honest, it's still crazy, Trace, because like none of these teams really had much like action over the summer. Like you saw these guys in Toronto for the Global Jam, and they yeah. played really well. I'm surprised even with seeing the global jam, they still couldn't get a spot in this top 20. That's kind of surprising. So I think to be fair, I I, I mean, I don't know. I guess the date doesn't really matter because these teams really, there's more unknown with them versus Kentucky. You saw them and they played pretty well. I don't know. Kentucky won a gold medal this summer uh, and went 4-0 against other countries. What was FAU doing at that time? What was uh, <laughs> what was USC, I could just the list could go on. So yeah. Now that now that USC guard is good though. I forget his name, but that dude actually is a baller. Number one or yeah, he's like one of the he might be the number one recruit by ESPN. Or he's he's actually a dog, but um I mean, come on. Like give it give Sy- it another Syracuse, are we serious? Yeah. Give it another month and they'll they'll adjust those rankings and if not, maybe even quicker than that. Um, so we had to make a point on that. And the last part we need to touch on is, um, the college basketball, the Kentucky Lords, the gods came from the sky and granted us with great news today that finally that ugly, huge blue center bank, uh, um, central bank sticker on rough arena is coming off the court and it's a brand new court. It's going to be a brand new design. Did you get to see that image today? I thought it was, I was pretty taken away by it. I did. I did see the press release. looks pretty good. That little like faded, you know, Kentucky outline of the state of Kentucky. I like that midcourt. Now it's, I did see a post, post that it's not nothing uh, transformational that's never been done. There are, I think, four or five other SEC teams that have their state logo as the background, but the, how bad it's been with Kentucky over the last few years of with that sticker on there. I'm just, I just, just desperate for a change at all. I just, if they would have just took those blue stickers off and left it out as it was, I would have been fine with it. But then you want to add in just, you know, comes a little flavor into it with the Kentucky logo. Um, they take off the blue checkerboard in the uh, right under the goal where it says Kentucky. Uh, I'm just excited for something different. You know, there's good vibes around this team. Um, it's going to have a brand new court. I think that's not going to happen until the volleyball season is over. I think that's what that said, maybe early December, if I read that correctly. So it's going to be a little while, but man, I'm I'm just excited. Something new, something fresh to go with the good vibes of this team. And I don't know, things just feel great right now. And I know it's early and Kentucky fans do this every year, but this team does feel different. The vibes do feel different. Cal seems a little bit more positive. He seems a little bit more swaggier. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited for what's to come. You know, with the Champions Classics in a week from today. You got that Champions Classic. You got North Carolina. That uh, that was fifteen on this list. So the those those UK guards get a chance to to prove them wrong. Um, and then you know a couple other big non conference games. So you're going to learn a lot about this team coming up. Uh, you know the Kansas game. 
I, I, it could go either way. Um, I don't think we'll do a, another podcast until that game's over, maybe unless unless we do one, uh, you know, a preview one on on Monday. But if not, then you know, a little prediction. I, I don't know. It could go either way. I I probably pick Kansas. Um, they just got more experience, and um, you know, I think nobody's going to be able to guard Hunter Dickinson. I think. I mean. Uh, if you hold him to under 20, that's fantastic. But I think that dude's probably got a good little 28 in him, uh, you know, to to drop on uh, the program that he was almost going to come to, but supposedly didn't get the NIL promises that he wanted, this and that, whatever the case may be. Um, that's going to be a fun game. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I, I think I am going to go with Kentucky winning, but we're going to have not a lot of answer for Hunter Dickinson. I think the way we win this game is our guards outweigh their guards. I mean, they've got a, a talented uh, core five, but I think our guard plays just a lot better. And if everything goes right and what we've seen so far, I think that it will. They look promising already. I think if we lean on our guard play, we win. If you can find a way to limit Hunter Dickinson from what his potential is, the 25 points a game, you know, 12, 13 rebounds. If you can kind of cut some of those off at some, somehow or some other, um, I think Kentucky can squeak out a win. And I think, you know, I would not be shocked if Kansas won. Uh, I just, I'm going with Kentucky and I don't think it would be the end of the world. It's just, you know, Hunter, Hunter Dickinson is a, a great player. Kansas is a good team. Um, but I think if I had to predict here now, I'm going with Kentucky. So who knows? We'll get to we'll get to find that out in a week, and we'll be back with you all to recap that and point out what's going forward. But other than that, Michael's got a TV show to go do, and so he's going to go do bigger and better things. So that's all I've got. Michael, you got any closing words for tonight? That's it, man. Got to got to hop on talk talk some UK football, UK hoops, the women's team. Uh, EKU men's basketball, they played tonight in their home opener down in Richmond. So grab some quick highlights of that, throw together a sports cast and do it all again tomorrow. So we'll see. But it's going to be a good week. They got, uh, what, the boys got Texas A&M Commerce here yes. at Rupp Arena on Friday. I won't be there. I'll be doing high school football. Um, I hate it when they do these Friday games during high school football. It's annoying. But uh, so I won't. I won't be there, but I was there. Uh, I was there last night, so it's fun. It's fun to watch this team. Yeah, it's that time of the year, man, where it's just nonstop. All these sports are in, um, overlapping each other, and but it's fun. We probably wouldn't trade it any other way. It's we're definitely not complaining. It's just busy, busy. I know how you're just slammed with your work, and uh, it's that time of the year. But I, I'd rather it be this way than in the middle of summer with nothing to do. So. But other than that, thank you all for watching. Uh, follow us at catscoverage.com, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Field of 68. Catch Michael on Fox 56, and I'm with catscoverage.com. So just check us out, and we'll continue repping Kentucky next week. Thank you. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.